0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: The most important thing about your business could be how your products are packaged. Packaging is the signature that you leave everywhere, and it speaks volumes about who you are and what you do. This is Ditch the Box with David Maranek. In today's show, we'll talk about marketing, increased sales, and how it relates to product packaging. Have you explored alternatives like flexible packaging? You should. It can save your company a bundle. Now, here is David Maranek.
2: Hi everyone, and welcome to Ditch the Box, the marketing slash flexible retail packaging slash how to build your brand radio show. I'm David Marinac, your host. As you know, our show is about marketing and flexible retail packaging, with a few other related topics in between, such as how to build your brand, dealing with major retailers, and even supply chain. Today's guest is Cynthia Davis of Shala Sense, a gourmet catering and personal chef business with a growing vegan and healthy line of popcorn, gourmet popcorn, I might add. But like we like to do with all of our guests, we want to learn more about her background, how she got to where she is today, and frankly, what makes her tick. So let's learn about Cynthia Davis. Cynthia, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much for having me, David.
2: I'm excited to have you here. So you're born and raised in Detroit, one of my favorite cities, I might add. Um, I've got friends from St. Clair Shores, from Novi, Farmington Hills, even further away in Lansing. Tell us, you know, it. You know yeah, exactly. And Detroit, it, like Cleveland, where I'm at now gets such a bad rap, but you know, let's talk about what's right about Detroit. What's good about Detroit right now? What's happening up there? That's really, cause there's a lot of good stuff happening in Detroit.
3: There there are so many amazing things happening in Detroit right now. So just to speak in within the small communities, meaning like in Detroit, Hamtramck and surrounding areas as such, they're focusing on bringing um, entrepreneurs, businesses to storefront.
0: So you have
3: more healthy choices. You have the community now able to just walk out of their door and actually go shopping instead of having to always get in a car and drive maybe 15 to 20 miles. And so you can see that they're actually trying to make sure that the community has what they need, which brings a happy, healthier community. And then when you're talking about the major things that's going on in Detroit, the economy is really booming because they're building new stadiums and new restaurants and new art museums and things of that such right in the city. So it's actually such a booming era right now
2: it's so interesting because it wasn't that long ago I, I don't know i know detroit kind of filed for bankruptcy which always makes headlines and everybody um jumps on that from a national standpoint and cleveland's no different i mean cleveland's definitely had its fair share of but one of the things that's interesting and i think you kind of kind of alluded to it is you know, when a when a city goes into um, a tough time, you know whether it's um, from from the bankruptcy side of things, or um, you had the obviously the home crisis and mortgage crisis like we did in, in Cleveland. It's actually a kind of a galvanizing thing for a lot of the people that choose to stay and not run sure. away from those things, kind of like what you guys have done with your business, which we'll talk about in the other part of our show. But I think it's a really cool thing that those that have decided to stay. Um, it becomes like this. You become a, a stronger family. Would you agree to that?
3: I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And for those who, who stayed, they were committed to the city. They were right. absolutely committed and didn't give up. It's similar to myself. Um, and then we also have uh, people from all over the world that are actually moving here to Detroit because they can see and actually are feeling the breath of what's happening here in the city. So Detroit is definitely moving in the right direction. And very soon, we hope to have you visit us.
2: Yes, I'm going to come up and visit you, uh, and I'm going to tie that in with seeing some friends and family. In fact, um, I just spent time with a bunch of buddies to uh, watch spring training, uh, and all of these guys are Detroit Tigers fans, which I'm also a closet Detroit Tiger fan. So there's, um, so I'll be right at home going to uh, <laughs> going to the ballpark to see the Tigers. That's for sure.
3: Yeah, we're going to love it. We're going to love having you here.
2: Well, there's you know what's interesting is you know in Detroit and that in that kind of surrounding area. I mean, Dan Gilbert, who owns the Cavs here in Cleveland, is buying up these these lots, these big chunks of, of rundown buildings, and basically redeveloping in them, redeveloping them like you were saying, and encouraging young people and encouraging companies with very low rent, um, very inexpensive uh, um, uh, leases to get companies to kind of move into Detroit. And I mean, it's such a cool thing because and it, and it'll take, you know, five to 10 years to really, but he's doing it. I mean, he's moved Quicken Loans and his own yeah. kind of uh, companies right downtown. And, and from what I've heard, and you know this better than anybody, it's really happening now. You've got some really, really awesome neighborhoods that are starting to percolate from this.
3: Yeah, and Midtown is one of those uh, neighborhoods right. that's really, really percolating. And, and when I say this from a personal standpoint, David, my sister who's twenty five worked for Quicken Loans in Detroit. You know, what I mean? so wow. that's how close to home that it really is. So yep. the fact that she, you know, she's still in her early to mid twenties uh, and yet she's able to go down there with very easy, uh, easy flow and, and get a job. So that's that's right. the the vivaciousness of what's happening here in Detroit. Like we really are. <laughs> Supporting the move that that people are making, no whether whether they're small or whether they're large, or so it definitely is coming back, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, and I just think, and again, at the end of the day, it's just it, it when when this thing does completely turn around and the, and the national media begins to really notice because they're beginning to think about it right now, but when they really come back and they notice, you guys can say, yeah, I was here in the tough times, and we we stuck. We didn't we didn't run and then come back. We stayed, and you guys are part of the solution, not part of the problem, which was, you know, it's so easy to run when times are tough. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah, and I, I think everyone is familiar with tough times, and, and it definitely shows who you are when you stick it through.
2: Absolutely. Well, let's, that's a good segue. So, so let's kind of get into this. You guys were, you and your husband were married in 2001. At that point you were, you know, were you thinking about getting involved with with culinary school. You have the like we all do when we get married, we have these big plans, but you kind of got a curveball. Tell us a little bit about that those those early days and that curveball that um you and your husband kind of were dealing with.
3: Yeah, so uh Culinary school, I, I want to say when I was like in my teens that I think about it, but it, it's always been a part of my childhood. So whether right. my mother or my father was in the kitchen, kitchen cooking, I was somewhere right there. And we're talking about my father was, he was the huntsman. He was going to get deer and squirrel and rabbits. So I yep. grew up like literally seeing the gamut <laughs> of someone cooking, preparing food in the kitchen. And then my mother was truly a baker. So I really got a good nurturing when it came to food. And so it wasn't until um, our first year anniversary, we, we had moved from Detroit to right outside of Chicago, and my husband took me to a restaurant in downtown Chicago, and I was, you know, here from Detroit and was used to certain things, and this restaurant really kind of like stretched me out of what I was used to, and nice. by the time of this seven-course meal, I was in tears, and I was like, I, I want to meet the chef. Like, how did he create? such a moment, you know, that was just special between my husband and I, but he brought himself in because he captured so, something that was very emotional to me. Um, really? Doing that's this, cool. Doing, oh, oh my gosh, yeah. So, that's what sparked it. So, second year anniversary, I made my husband think that, you know, we're, I'm going to make reservations, and I'm going to, you know, have us go somewhere, <laughs> and what he really didn't know is that I had one and purchased some Chilean and sea baths some asparagus, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the chef this year. <laughs> and so, um... He had dropped the boys up to a friend's house and he called like I'm like three minutes away, are you gonna be ready? I'm like, I knew I will be but just I need you to help fit my dress if you can come in and so as I'm like, Oh my <laughs> God, what is the name of my restaurant gonna be? It has to be it has to sound nice like Umbria did in Chicago. So I yes. grabbed my kids easel. I grabbed their easel, David, and I went, What is it gonna be? And then I wrote Shay La that's it <laughs> that's, that's
2: nice it.
3: and so when he walked in and he saw it, he was like "Dave, you i was like welcome and so that was the birth farther than the thought process of this of what we have today so we started there but it wasn't until um some years into the marriage where he had started to get sick and that that kind of curved things in, in addition to having twins, right? Because now after that oh, yeah. anniversary, I did think of, you know, if I can go to culinary school, but once we got pregnant with twins, that was, you know, I, I didn't see that really happening. Um, so he got sick and um, we had to do some things to kind of, you know, alter what, what our lifestyle would be. And so in the process of learning things that we needed to restrict from our diets, um, I had some chefs that were willing to kind of like take me under their wings and show me some things and how to right. incorporate, uh, ingredients that would be okay for us just to, from a family standpoint and so once I learned those things and had a little bit more knowledge I then started to cater just to friends in the, in the area and so that first really the the, the I guess the, the one is to make people more aware of how you can have food that tastes great and yet still be a little bit more health conscious so that that yeah. really started the journey there.
2: You know, it's it's interesting. One of the things that, I, and I'm going to kind of step back a little bit because you you mentioned a, a bunch of great stuff. So food, and when you were a kid growing up, was such a very much like my world. Food is is, is that is is what brings people together. Whether that be yeah, you, know, you know, again, it wasn't just it wasn't just for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Food was like this this constant. Um, you know, this was a an event. You know what I mean? Um it, it, yeah. and and it sounds like it was in your family too. Your dad was the hunter and gatherer if you will, but but yeah. food was was part of, you know, that was part of what made your family your family, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, totally. I totally agree.
2: And what took you to um Chicago? I know you were married at the time, but was your husband working out there? What took you? Another great city by the way. Not Detroit, not Cleveland, I might say, but Chicago's right. a great town.
3: Yeah. So what took us out there was that uh, my husband worked for General Motors, and yep. they, uh, he was relocating. And so we, had to, we got married on a Saturday, and that following Thursday, we were packed up and moving to Plainfield, oh. Illinois.
2: Oh, man. That's so <laughs> yeah. tough. And, and then you guys find out that you're pregnant um and that, pregnant, that that yeah. throws that throws that curveball all of a sudden it's now culinary school were you thinking of culinary school in Chicago or were you thinking of someplace back in in Michigan back at the time
3: no I was thinking of Chicago for sure um the commute would have been fine on the train if I wasn't pregnant right <laughs> but it was exactly just too much with uh was having and then we have an older son and he was four at the time but he would have been in school so it would have been a little easier to juggle it with just having one instead of accepting, I mean, expecting two more. So
2: Yeah. And that and again, that throws us all these curveballs and things like that. So you spent some time. So you pretty much put on hold at that particular point, um, the um, um, uh, the culinary school. So ten and a half years, um, you know, were you did you had you moved back to the Detroit area or were you um, were you still in Chicago?
3: Ten and a half years we spent in Chicago. We're right outside of Chicago. And then uh, we briefly made a, a short stint to uh, the East Coast so that my husband could study a little bit more as far as the holistic side of things, because he actually transitioned from GM, because he recognized that it was his passion to help people learn how to how to eat better. But not only just eat better, but how to keep losing the weight. We, meaning, and that's what keeps you healthy, like not losing weight, but losing weight, and David, I must mention that at the time that my husband was was sick, um, he was actually, he had up to like 370 pounds. And once we went the holistic route, and it took some work, definitely, it wasn't an overnight thing, he uh, was able to get down to a healthy 182 and then build up to like 225. And he did it all natural through diet and um, also a a very easy exercise regimen. And having three boys made that actually easier because they definitely wanted someone to chase them at the park <laughs>
2: exactly well that's a great that's a great point we're going to take a quick break right. because now we can really dig into um uh shala since uh and really kind of really dig into you know you, you got this very cool uh business so let's stay tuned folks stick around we'll be right back with our friend cynthia davis stay tuned <laughs>
0: Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite, live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
1: On the morning of August 5th, 1962, the world awoke to the shocking news that Marilyn Monroe, one of the biggest icons in Hollywood history, had been found dead. What really happened that night? Join Nina Bosky as she seeks to uncover both the life and and tragic death of Marilyn Monroe and what keeps her so popular over 50 years later. Good Night, Marilyn Radio, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Ditch the Box with David Marinek. If you would like more information about our program, send David an email to david at standuppouches.net. That's david at standuppouches.net. Now back to Ditch the Box.
2: Welcome back to Ditch the Box. We're talking with our friend Cynthia Davis with Shay LaSense, based in Detroit, Yay. Michigan. <laughs> yeah. How did I do that? Shay LaSense. I love you it. Got First, yes. Yeah. Personal chef and catering can help you event in your dreams and offer you a memorable experience. Let me kind of give you a little bit of a background, and then we're going to dig in a little bit further with our friend Cynthia. So Shea Lesin specializes in creating health-conscious custom catering menus. Whatever your event, they can make it the most special, small or large, casual or elegant. Whatever your dreams, they'll make your occasion unforgettable. They provide the highest level of service, freshly made cuisine, and delicious cakes and desserts. You tell them what you want, and they'll make it happen for you and your guests. No menu is too small or too big. Whatever your taste, their chefs and staff can design the menu you're looking for. Shayla Sense, personal chef and catering, believes in great tasting food that makes sense, which is why they provide the highest quality ingredients with their clients, for their clients. Plus, they have a, also have an outstanding service that cater to the health of our clients with the best popcorn around. Their popcorn facts, non-GMO corn, B vitamins, amino acids, olive oil, air-popped, organic and natural seasonings, and vegan. Their popcorn is now being sold at the following stores. The Royal Popcorn Supply Store in Berkeley, Michigan. Also, at, and, uh, they are at the vintage store in Wyandotte, Michigan, and the Parker Street Market in Detroit, Michigan. And finally, even more, in 2013, um, Shayla Sense, personal chef and catering company, was formed. Shayla Sense is a health-conscious personal chef and catering company with growing product lines. Several other stores, they've got their great, their vegan gourmet popcorn line, will be introduced into Whole Foods in May of this year, and we're going to find out more about that. So you've got quite a personal journey, my friend. Your husband begins fainting and having these health issues. You, in turn, begin to kind of look at these health issues, and and, and you were cooking for him. But together, you guys sort of had the framework for this really cool um, health-conscious company. Tell us a little bit more about that.
3: Yeah, so what what Greg ended up doing is he ended up going into what makes the body function um, from a root cause. And so how we started when we came, when we moved back to the city of Detroit in 2011, he had um, clients that he was slowly building through word of mouth where they needed a diet regimen and they didn't, it, it seemed overwhelming when you start any part of a new journey, especially when it comes to your health. And Good. so because I already had the passion for it, I just stepped in and, and took his clients on his mind. So that was the beginning of it. And so we went ahead and kept growing it slowly but surely and making sure that everything was consistent and we saw people health peaking. And then we went ahead and formed um, the LLC a couple years later in 2013. And so now we are still working together happy and making sure that we contribute whatever part that we can to make someone else's life as happy as can be
2: you know it's 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 interesting because I'm a big guy as well and I saw um Greg's story and I think it's really cool because from what I heard you say earlier before the break was that you know it was it was this is a this wasn't a diet this is a change of of life sort of thing this is a change of of habits and 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 this is a you know you guys changed um, you know, the way you did things and ate and, and prepared food and all these other kind of things. And that ultimately was kind of the, I don't want to say catalyst, but that ultimately was this this kind of the fire that really kind of kicked with Greg. And like you said, he got down to 185 and then it's kind of slowly built himself back up. But um, you know, it was a lifestyle change. It wasn't a diet. Was that a, Is that a fair statement?
3: Yeah, that definitely is a fair statement. Uh, we actually, you know, David was having children and, you know, being accustomed to eating at certain fast food restaurants. We didn't want right. to just abruptly take everything away from them. So what we did is we gradually took things out and added other fun things in that they could still relate to and, and think that they were, you know, still getting the best of what they, they thought they were having. And so as, we continue to make this lifestyle change, we've just began to take out more, but still add things that complemented it. And so our boys, uh, it meant meant so much to us to make sure that they still had the childhood that we, myself and Greg experienced where food was still a huge part of it, but it wasn't going to cause any detrimental effects considering what we had already experienced with dad. So definitely a fair statement to say we definitely did a lifestyle change.
2: Yeah, it's it's cool because... um... I just know from our own little kids now that we've got we've got teenagers, but a lot of that stuff as parents, you're just trying to survive. I mean, as parents, yes, we can we can you know eat, eat, go and grab an apple or whatever it is. We're, but with the kids, there's such a fine line be, between good tasting food that they're actually going to eat. Um, and and going through a fast food restaurant. And for you guys to kind of dedicate yourself first, um, obviously, with Greg's situation, but then with your kids and kind of incorporate it and make it really a family affair and then ultimately make it into a business, I mean, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys should be applauded up and down. I mean, it's fantastic.
3: (laughs) Wow, thank you so much. Thank you, David. I really appreciate that.
2: Now, the business community, um, we chatted a little bit before the break, but let's talk about the business community um, for Shayla Sense. I mean, how did that work out for you? Did you find a contract kitchen? Did you did you know some – how did you even get started in this kind of world where I would imagine you probably started at home, but then eventually you've kind of morphed this into a, a real live uh, business?
3: Yeah, thanks for asking that question. We actually – well <laughs> – Detroit was booming already with with local people trying to you know do something for themselves because everyone was smelling the change that was coming to the city right. and so I was um, I was actually taking a business course and some and this was like the fourth time I heard the business name called Detroit Kitchen Connect, which is based out of the eastern market and their their primary goal is to help someone such as myself who had this idea of having, you know, whether it was a product or a restaurant, and take it from an a, a infant stage to an actual business. And so, I approached uh, the young lady who had that over there, named Anika, and she basically, David, took me by the hand and walked me through the process of how to have a commercial kitchen and getting prepared for um, that particular next move. And so. Maybe within like two months after meeting her, I was literally functioning out of a commercial kitchen. It was really easy for me in the sense because the, the care that they have to seeing entrepreneurs such as myself grow and, and become a viable part of the city was, it, was their goal, and it, it was my passion to make sure that I saw it through on my end.
2: But you know, and that that's what – it's such a great – we've got listeners from not just throughout the U.S. We've got them from overseas, and it's is such a great reminder for all of us that, that um, you know, you guys – you and Greg kind of rolled the dice, if you will, and kind of got, you know, that takes a lot of courage, especially with young kids and that. But what's also really exciting is that the the business community, the 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 incubators that are out there, that's kind of what we call them here in Cleveland, these, these kind of little groups that, that say, you know what, Cynthia, you can do this, and I'm yeah. going to support you with this. And, you know, and a lot of times it's not always about the money. It's about equipment. It's about having access yeah. to suppliers and being able to kind of... Meet other entrepreneurs that could possibly help each other, and 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 by the way, what's really cool is we've done some speaking engagements, and we've been we've partnered in the past with Michigan State University, and Michigan State and Michigan, the the state of Michigan, is so great for the young businesses. Um, mm-hmm. They do a lot of promoting, free promotion. They hold a lot of functions where I think a couple times a year you guys can can kind of like invite people and share your food and share your you know your business with other people. It's such a cool mm-hmm. thing because everybody supports each other and it becomes this vibrant community. It's very very neat to see.
3: Yeah, totally, totally. Um, so I again we do consider them incubated uh, kitchens here as well, and, and if so out of the kitchen that I currently work out of is myself and, and several other businesses from uh, gourmet apples to um, heirloom tomato ketchup. It's just so much that's happening right there out of that kitchen, right there in the heart of Detroit.
2: Man, that's very cool. So I want to kind of go back because I think it's a, it's it's definitely a point worth worth making. So you're a, your a husband and wife team, per se, you decide you're going to start your business and you have two, three young kids? Um, yes, three. How do you stay married and, and, um, and, and make your marriage even stronger? Because you guys are solid as a rock. And it's, <laughs> it's so hard. It's such a, it's, I remember when I started my business, and it's a stressor. I mean, between trying to make sure that you're, you know, uh, I'm, fr- I'm speaking from my end. I'm a, I'm a good dad, a good husband. But I also have to make sure that the lights are on, that we can get our bills paid and things like that. It's yeah. not easy. Um, how did you guys survive those early times?
3: so we when you talk about being built for success, whether it 's in a in a business or whether it 's in a marriage as a mom as a husband um, uh, or a father we we just came together, we communicated very well, right. so in the meantime we we took a little small jobs here and there that just kind of like made sure we kept the you know the ends together and yep. we just we, but we really stayed focused on what we felt would work now. I must tell you that when it came to... Okay, so we, we started with personal chef and catering, but we um, I was putting the popcorn in my boy's lunchbox. And at lunchtime, I found out that their teachers right. was eating the majority of their popcorn. And so <laughs> they are the ones that encouraged me. Yeah, truly. They, they were the ones that encouraged me to try to go to the farmer's market and, and, and put it out here and just see. And I was more hesitant because I was doing the personal chef and catering. And finally, I went to my first farmer's market uh, right in Farmington, Michigan, and the response was overwhelming. So that began to help us, you know, with some income as well. And then it just kept growing from that farmer's market to the first local store, to the next local store, to restaurants wanting it. So it it was gradual, but it was consistent enough to make sure that we stayed together as a family. So it didn't just grow so fast to where, you know, we were like all over the place. We made sure that the family was the Primary focus. And then when it came down for me and Greg, I made sure we went on dates. Whether it was the kids go to grandma's and me and you right. watch a movie at home that we would eventually probably fall asleep on. But
2: <laughs> exactly. we were, we it were doesn't re- take making much. Sure that
3: we had that time together.
2: Yeah, you know, and it's such a great reminder for all of us that, that it doesn't take much. It doesn't have to be that, you know, that elaborate meal out someplace that drop, you know, you have to drop $200. It can be a Netflix movie that you sit around and watch. And, and like you guys, we would probably be asleep by, four, by, by nine <laughs> o'clock. So it's because it's so exhausting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. exhausting. And pressure and stress is exa- is an exhausting emotion, you know, especially when you're trying to keep all those those wheels, you know, or plates spinning. I used to always say it's like you're spinning these plates and that just never ends. It's crazy.
3: And you know, David, my particular um I guess from where I started, I didn't I don't have a business background. Uh so it was it was definitely a green area for me. So you can imagine with me learning in the midst of being in it. It was it was it was times where I was just like, Wow, can I do this? Can I really do this? This came from, you know, having dinner one night to this is now my long passion of what I want to do. So it's learning how to actually function as a business, that is where you say you're spinning those plates so to speak, and you're hoping none drop and break (laughs) in the midst of that. But that is definitely that learning curve was, was monumental for me because I I didn't have a business background.
2: And I think it's really cool though with that cuz I think a lot of people and I I, I promise our listeners we're going to dig into your gourmet uh popcorn line and that kind of stuff. I I just but I think it's really cool to make sure that we accentuate what's really if a lot of people, let's face it Cynthia, if we knew how tough it would be um and and the stressors that it would be and all that kind of stuff, a lot of people would shy away. What really made you guys, not just you but but Greg, you guys special is that you guys had the courage to kind of just go out there and say, you know what, we're going to give this a whirl. A lot of people wouldn't do that. You know, it takes really a lot of courage to really kind of stand tall and you guys should be applauded for that.
3: Thank you. Thank you, David. I appreciate you saying
2: that. Yeah, it's not, it is not easy. And and I think a lot of times people run away from starting their own business. They could have the best cake recipe or the best um, granola or rice pilaf or whatever. Um, yeah. but, but everybody kind of gets, well, you know, what, what, happens if this happens or that happens and, and yeah. good for you guys. Good for you guys and for kind of going if, down If that I road. can
3: just comment on that for a second, because you know, my, I have, I'm 10 years um, older than my sister. And of course she, you know, had the, the thought and will have the, the, the her vision of owning her own business as well. Um, but she actually worked with me hands on and, and she was just like, oh my, I had no idea. I had no idea, and this is popcorn and cake. We're not right. talking about like you know <laughs> you're you're doing electronic things. It's like just yes. popcorn and and to see the groundwork of, of what you have to do just to make sure that when you're getting the product to the customer, that seems like is just. From here, from A to Z. No, from A to B. It's literally A to Z. And so you're talking about long nights in the kitchen, you know, maybe overnight hours, you know, in the kitchen. It's a lot that's involved. And so I I always encourage people to don't shy away from it. Just make sure that you understand that you're getting into your own business. And so it's it's actually tougher than a 9 to 5, in my opinion, because it's your baby now. You're going to try to make sure that every area of this function in in a way that your customer appreciate your not only your product, but you and what you're bringing to them.
2: Right. And they can really taste. I mean, I've seen the interviews with you guys on Detroit TV and I've, I just, hopefully you just got my order because I just placed I your flavor. Just you. fantastic. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um You know, it's, What's so cool is that um, when somebody really um, uh, uh, you you eat and sleep your business. When somebody really you really know when somebody's got their heart and soul in it, because um, you can tell. You can really tell it. it it's it, it tastes different. It's a, I know it sounds quirky, but you know you can really tell with everything that you guys do it's got your your heart and soul in it. It's not just a, you know, cookie cutter kind of business. You got everything. Just look at the flavors and we're going to dig into the popcorn here in a second, but look at the flavors and look at these decadent desserts that you've got on your website that you guys make that are actually health healthy for you and and vegan and health conscious and just, you know, Oh, it's an amazing thing that you guys have created, and um, it, it's just incredible Let, let's just, let's just stay with that for a second. I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but you've got this catering and personal chef business now you're dealing with um, uh, individuals or are you are you cooking for companies? I mean tell us about this this catering and personal chef business
3: yeah so we we pretty much cater for individuals and families so we we've actually done some corporate things as well. Right. Um, but we primarily focus on um, families, and, and then they, in extension, have gatherings and things of that nature. But we definitely have uh, done corporate and still do. But we love the intimate quality of having a family actually sit down for a meal. I don't know if you've ever um, heard of Coney Island here in Detroit, but we don't we don't just focus on you have to have a, a fork and a knife, to, so to speak, to eat. Because when, when families are transitioning to healthier cuisine, they still want some of the familiar foods they grew up with. And one right. of those places here in Detroit is... Coney Island. So now we're talking about maybe doing something that is, um, you know, just a, a more conscious in terms of how the animal was was raised and and how it was handled, and and then we're making that dish in a way that it's actually recognizing the body is recognizing what it is, so to speak, and so. We love seeing the family experience meals that they used to enjoy, but now in a healthier way. And then that's where the kids come in and they feel like they're not missing anything because they can go and say, hey, I had Coney Island too, but mine was just organic or something of that nature. So that's that's currently where the personal chef and catering is at.
2: And it's so cool because it's like you're saying, it's not rocket science here. You don't have to completely overwhelm or completely, um, you know, and change the apple cart completely. Um, you know, you've got these little ways of doing it where um, it slowly introduces it into your diet or slowly introduces it into kids. And let's face it, um, you know, kids are, you're not going to get any, there's no filter with kids. They either like it or they don't. Um, <laughs> exactly. And if, and if they don't like it, they're not eating it. It, it just, that's the it, way it goes. And the exactly fact that you've been able goes. to kind of, yeah, if you do it in a way that, that they enjoy it, they're going to keep coming back for more. And ultimately, it helps them in the long run. It's, 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 it's mm-hmm. a crazy, that's awesome.
3: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks.
2: So let's talk about these great desserts, these decadent desserts that are vegan, and now on the shelves at Whole Foods in the Detroit area. Do you want mm-hmm. and plan to kind of get into other Whole Foods? Are you trying to kind of because I would imagine the cakes and the desserts—that's—that's that's, thats I don't say gentle, but you gotta, you know, you—I mean, how do you how do you how do you grow that business? And are there plans to really kind of morph that into beyond the Detroit area?
3: yeah so one thing that we have that is like huge here in in Michigan is the eastern market yeah. and by us having exposure at the eastern market we're we're talking about in the warmer months, David forty thousand people on a saturday that's wow. that's minimum forty thousand people and By the way, just to give you an idea of the type of people that you run into, you have people from um people visiting from uh, China, you have people visiting from um, England, you have people who are from the local radio station, from the, wow. from the news stations that's coming down, and which is actually how we were able to get on TV by them coming down and just trying our products and hearing a little bit of our story. So you, you rub shoulders with a lot of people. And so we definitely plan to expand um, our, our gourmet lines for sure. But with having the product at, at the Eastern Market, we have Whole Foods that's literally maybe a mile down the street. And so once we already had started to build a buzz at the Eastern Market, we just went and simply approached Whole Foods in Detroit and told them that we already had a customer base that wanted it there. And then that, that grew into the other Whole Foods um, in the surrounding suburban areas. So we're already in conversation with them and should be on their shelves in the next few months as well. And Good then for you guys. And Whole yeah, Foods is
2: yeah. it, Whole Foods really bends over backwards for their for their suppliers. I mean, it's such a cool, uh, you know, not not just with micro loans and things that, that, that they help, but they really encourage um, small business owners because they want your types of products on their store shelves. It doesn't have to be mass produced. I think that's what makes Correct. Whole Foods so special.
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I have several friends that uh, I speak to on a daily basis. who's products. Is in Whole Foods, so they are completely supportive of having the local people right here in the city on the shelves.
2: Oh, that's fantastic! So let's dig into this gourmet popcorn, my favorite, I might add. Um, you've I can got tell. this. Oh, <laughs> so you're making this popcorn for your kids and your mm-hmm. and for their school lunches, and again, being a great mom and making sure you've got the, you've got the healthy snacks in there as well, and so you've got these incredible. Decadent flavors from the dill pickle to the you know to the chocolate and that kind of stuff. Did you start out with just one flavor, were you starting out with several? How did that? How did that all kind of work out from the flavor standpoint from the very beginning?
3: Oh my gosh, we started out literally with one flavor, which which is the original sensation. Yep. So. This particular flavor has all the B vitamins and that, that was the whole little point of getting it in the lunch so that they wouldn't be tired after, after lunch, um, and finish the rest of the day strong. And so, uh, that flavor was, was really the Long Ranger. We, we took that one to the farmer's market and then we slowly added in the, the sea salt and chocolate and then the uh, sea salt and caramel. But I'll tell you an interesting way how we got the dill pickle and then that in turn turned into the Detroit mix. So, I had this, this, this lady comes up to me at the Eastern Market and her accent, David, was so thick and she says, um, do you have Pickle popcorn? And I, I couldn't understand. I'm like, do I have on the I do understand. But finally she goes, Pickle! And I'm like, Pickle?
0: <laughs> so I'm like,
3: give me a week. Like, give me a week. So I talked to Greg. I'm like, honey, I told this lady I'd make her some pickle popcorn <laughs> in a week. So I called my, my uh, host, wholesale guy with the season, and, and asked for a few things to see if, if he had them. And, of course, he did. And I go back the following Saturday with this real deal pickle. Oh, and yeah. And no lady. <laughs> no lady. Oh,
2: that's fantastic. And that's how, and again, that's how legends are made, I might add, because that dill is such a key ingredient in your Detroit mix, right?
3: It is. It is. So I'll, I'll tell you that, how that, the dill pickle is fun to the Detroit mix. So now we're at Forest Field Stadium, and we're, we, have, we have the popcorn there. And these two ladies came up to me and said, Chicago had their mix, give Detroit yep. our mix. And I asked them, well, what should it be? And they picked out the original and the deal pickle. And Ugh. I went, really? I got home and I tried it and I went, they got it. They got it right. And that's now our number one seller, the Detroit. No pick.
2: kidding. And being no able kidding. to sell it for, uh, at Ford Field, I mean, that, that's yeah. no easy feat either. You know, that's no. you guys have, you know, and it's not just, it's, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Good for you guys. Tell us how that kind of came about
3: again, going back with uh, DKC, Detroit Kitchen Connect, and having a over there, she spearheaded conversations with them. And she came back and said, these are some of the businesses that we have to present to you guys. And my business was one that they chose because of the healthy aspect of it. And then um, they, from that point on, we've been going there twice a month with our popcorn. And the other thing that I should add is that whether you're eating our vegan desserts or our popcorn, you would never know they're vegan. You would never, ever in a million years right. guess that they're vegan. And matter of fact, 75% of our, our customer base isn't vegan. So that speaks to itself in just how good these, these products are, but yet still have this healthy taste, I mean healthy aspects to them.
2: Exactly and that that's the trick right there. I mean there's two there's yeah. two things. Number one, if it's if it doesn't taste like it's healthy cuz it you know it's you've got that those vibrant flavors um then you can get your kids to to eat that. I mean, you've got a win-win all the way around. That's fantastic.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we're excited. We have, you know, the popcorn is air popped, is vegan, non-GMO, and then having uh, certain flavors but on the savory side that has all the B vitamins, and then all of the popcorn in itself has trace minerals and amino acids. So that that's that's the part that we feel extremely great about. So when kids are having the popcorn and they, like, mommy, I want that one. I'm like, and mommy, they're getting they're getting vitamins, and mama, like, give me two bags, pretty exactly <laughs> so, yeah. correct.
2: That's yeah. fantastic. Yep, exactly. You know, it's also interesting you mentioned about Ford Field is that a lot of these, um, it's happening in Cleveland as well. A lot of these these stadiums and concessionary uh, companies that work for the stadiums, they're looking for healthy alternatives. They're looking for things to add. Yes, they're not going to get rid of the hot dogs and the fries mm-hmm. usually, but they're mm-hmm. really looking for these these unique flavors and different things that are healthy and healthier. And I think you're onto something there because, you know, I could totally see you um, being at other stadiums and other venues, um, not just the big guys, I mean, but minor league baseball stadiums and things like that, because everybody wants to snack on something. And if they can avoid the French fries and they're trying to be healthy, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you guys are really onto something there.
3: Yeah, thank you. We, we definitely are, are looking to have the greatest impact, whether it is on a smaller level, moving to the larger level, but overall where people are just able to get a hold of our product and see, and not only see, but feel the difference that it makes because I've had customers literally come from the farmer's market and go, I I had a problem with my knee. And after eating your popcorn and I'm going, whoa, you know, like, are you, you, yes. I mean, tremendous, tremendous experiences where, and you could take B vitamins and trace minerals and amino acids for granted, but your body needs them, you know, and when you have, when you're lacking them um, and you start getting them and you're not conscious that you're getting them. And the only thing that you've added with a snack food that happens to have them you pin, well, for that particular family they pinpointed it very easily so the fact that they shared that it was just it was it was amazing so where you know primary focus is to make sure that people are still healthy but at the same time they're they're spending their money on something that not only tastes good but it is good for them exactly. so we're hoping to take we hoping to bring it to Ohio soon <laughs>
2: well i'm going to i'm i'm your number one fan so let's face it i'm going to help you do that as well
3: Awesome, David.
2: Well let's talk a little bit more about how do we get how do we get your um your company noticed and and and, and I know it's you've got this you've got this vibrant website where you've got information i'll give all that info out at the end of the show but you've got mm-hmm. um, you know you've got these great products I mean what kind of marketing challenges are you having are you trying are you going to trade shows besides the eastern market and and, and these kind of things? How are you marketing um, and what are the plans to be able to kind of really branch out and to get to other states
3: yeah, so right now our marketing is it's, 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 it's a little challenge there because uh, as of Thus far, my husband and I have been funding our business. Yep. So, what we've done, we've strategically had, um, with with going on the news, uh, that gave us a ton of exposure. Um, and then we, we strategically placed our business on, on the internet, on the web, in a, in a way where people could find us relatively easy. But then we also take advantage of social media outlets like Facebook, right. uh, Instagram, Twitter, things like that. And then we have customers that have literally taken our product across the world for us, um, as far as for Christmas or, or other uh, special events that they were going for. And right. so that's, that's been our marketing pretty much overall, but it's been a challenge in the sense that when you don't have um, a, a certain capital to set aside for marketing, you have to think really, really smart so that you can continue to put money into your business, but also make people aware of it. So those have been the avenues that we've been utilizing so far. Yeah. And
2: again, those challenges, and I I would encourage you to also, just like you've always done, I'm not telling you what to do, but you know what to do. But, you know, reaching out to those same people that kind of helped you get started from your contract kitchens and, and the entrepreneurial community, those same people have contacts and friends in the marketing community and are always looking for Um, You know, companies that they can kind of highlight, you know, and it's whether you guys got on the Detroit um, um, uh, TV station, which you did. There's also, you know, obviously local newspapers and things. And, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of those a lot of those places are starved for good feel good stories. Uh, We have enough of the nonsense just like you guys do in Detroit or in Cleveland with bad stuff happening. Um, but when you've got a really good story to talk about, and yours is a really good story, um, you know, sometimes it's it's beneficial to just reach out and, and see if somebody can help you and just kind of come and, and try your product and, 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 and blog about them and, and you know, and, and write an article. So who knows? I'm hoping that that, that, that will be the case for you.
3: I definitely will look into uh, the newspaper because that's something I haven't, I haven't even thought of that yet because when you're running the business yourself, you, you lose Correct. something. Or, so thanks for that suggestion. We um, are also a member of a group called, or a community called Food Lab, which yep. they, they focus. Have you heard of them?
2: I have. I have. And there's yeah. again, it's a great, it's a great setup for the, for the Detroit area.
3: Yeah. So they, they actually um, fired and gave sponsorships to certain businesses, which mine was one, where we were able to go to Mackinac Island and take uh, the food over there, I mean, our, our, our desserts over there, yes. um, and, and have them exposed to a huge community of distributors. And, you know, and that started a conversation um, as to how it would be easier to get the, the products outside of Michigan. So that we definitely have some, some things in our, in our toolkit, so to speak, that's working yep. for us, but not only working for us, but working with us. So that, that's definitely another group of great people over at Food Lab that are, are definitely hands on and helping see us get the marketing aspects out there, which we can't necessarily maybe do as much as we'd like to, um, in-house. So they come in and help by doing sponsorships and things of that nature
2: yeah and that's the same that we really try to to reach out to and help smaller businesses from the packaging side of things in our l- little world because as much as we can try to help it, it's everybody loves to get those really big massive orders don't get me wrong, everyone loves big orders, but what mm-hmm. makes us really excited here is when we can help the smaller companies get you know survive and then thrive, and you mm-hmm. know so much of the packaging um is going to be that critical next stage because for you to get on the store shelves of these bigger uh, not necessarily Whole Foods from a you know a, a onesie twosie, but to get on a larger chain and somebody's going to order you know a truckload right. of your stuff, they're going to want to see you know some different types of packaging and things. And and you guys got it going on. You've got the great product, and and you're definitely well on your way. And the cool thing is that I see I see looking out there, I see you guys in some in, in some nice packaging. I see you guys in some really great pouches, and I think you're you're really just about on that cusp of breaking out yes. of this thing to to get to the next level.
3: Yes, David, you're so right, and we're glad to have you guys on hand as well to help us get to that next level.
2: Uh, we're in it together, sister. We are definitely in it together.
3: Absolutely. So it's like-
2: It's a clean sheet of paper. This is where we kind of wrap up the show. We've got a couple minutes left. So let's so you've got this let's pretend there's a clean sheet of paper, money's no object, you've got no we've got no kids pressure, parent whatever. What is it that, that, that that Shayla sense needs to really kind of get to that next level. We talked a little bit about the, you know, the website or, or the the marketing set of things. You know, what what are those those dream things out there that that would really when you lie awake at night and you think, "Boy, I really wish I had this or I really wish we had mm-hmm. that." What would those things be?
3: Those things would be a a loyal staff. Yeah. I, I've always been a loyal person to whomever yeah. and whatever I did, um, because yeah. I always felt like I was I was gaining from it, whether it was knowledge or just a, a friendship. I was always loyal, and so um, I do feel that that would be the the number one thing, so that I could continue, don't have to worry about people going in and out, but would constantly be there with the business and see the benefit of them being there. And then ultimately, I could I would love to have. Uh, a distribution center to where everything is produced um, by us. Since we we air pop, it would be yeah. awesome to be able to um, have all of the machines that and the equipment that we need to make that efficient uh, on the popcorn side, and and also have the the desserts going as well. So. When I lay it, when I'm in, in, bed, literally, like right now, I'm thinking of tumblers and I'm thinking of, um, <laughs> bags of machines that fill the bag without having the, the, maybe the, the touch of so yep. many hands in the process just to make it smoother yep. so that we can, um, go national and then international with the product. So it would definitely be the staff and then also the equipment. And then I think, uh, since this is my blank sheet of paper, the money isn't an object. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> Everything right. Everything else will go. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And there's, and again, there's the one thing that, that you can take, take with you here is that there's so many people listening or that will, will, will listen to this on pre record um, and download is that. We've all been there. We're in it with you. Um, Ask for help and you'll be amazed that um, out of nowhere, um, you know, people all of a sudden, hey, I know somebody that just closed their business and they happen to have a Tumblr. I'm just making this stuff up. But you never know how that will all kind of, you know, fall into place. But and and, and it's going to happen for you. I totally feel it because you're dedicated.
3: Thank you. And David, I'll tell you something, a real quick little story. Um, I have I met this lady one day um at, at the ice cream store and, and her and I both were getting a vegan option and of course that sparked <laughs> conversation. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know yeah, I didn't I didn't know that this lady that I was speaking to was connected to so many people in the Ferndale area. And one of the yep. people that she uh, was connected to was this guy named Jack who started Garden Fresh Foster. Wow. And uh, yeah, that's a and, big and company. Jack,
2: I know what you're talking about.
3: Yes, yep. exactly. And Jack introduced um, himself and then uh, someone else on his team who was vegan and had a passion that would be similar to ours with our products. And uh, we've been producing out of there. When we first started, we, we uh, were, were talking about production out of there. But we went to not only just having conversations, but also the, the friendship that was formed Yep. and we went and took a tour of his facility and I kept asking myself, Cynthia, why are you here? Like, why, why are you here in this moment <laughs> taking a tour of his production facility? I love it. I and love it. it, it just kept coming back that this is what I'll have. I, it has yep. to be, I can't see yep. it in any other way. And so Jack started, you know, from home beginning such as my business. And, you know, yep. he recently just sold to Campbell's. Um, so, I'm not saying I want to stay on my business as of right now, <laughs> I'm just saying that that's, just, know. you know, the progression of what has happened with someone right here in the local area that, you know, had given me that inspiration to go and see that this is possible, to you know, to have what I'm what I'm dreaming of
2: and that's exactly what we all need to kind of keep with us in our back pocket as we kind of go down these roads cuz some days are going to be tough and some days are going to be struggles and you know money's always going to be an issue it's not going away and but mm-hmm. if we can see like examples like Jack and see um, you know that if he can do it, you know what? Why not me? Why not? Why yeah. not Cynthia? You know why not Cynthia and Greg? You know you guys can totally do it too. And um, goodness gracious, I, I I wish you nothing but the absolute best because you're going to totally get there. I I hope you promise to come back and kind of fill us in um, from time to time in, in your world and what's happening. Okay.
3: Oh, we're in it together. I definitely would do
2: that, David. <laughs> My buddy Cynthia Davis from Shea La <laughs> is here with us once again. Cynthia, thank you very much yes. for coming. You're
3: welcome. Cynthia's phone number is yes. Go ahead. Is
2: Cynthia's phone number is two four eight seven zero two five eight one seven? And Shea La is s h a l a c y n t s dot com. Did I get that right?
3: That's correct.
2: Oh, you're the best. Special thanks to our producer, Jamie Berling, executive producer, Winston Winnie Price, and you for listening. Remember, folks, until next time, it's your product. Package it properly. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Ditch the Box.
1: We're live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please join David Maranek for another great show next week.